Welcome to Necessity. I'm Marguerite Pierce. And I'm Lindsay Jackson. So today we have a special guest. Her name is Raven Western. Welcome, Raven. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for having me. Yes, we're very excited to have you here. Um, I want to just share how I even know Raven. I don't know what social media platform it was, but it must have been in the early 2000s, maybe 2011. Um, and you had Pushy Dreamer, Dream Pusher, excuse me. And you were running workshops for girls. So I reached out had you come and run a workshop uh, at my organization where I worked and also had her come speak at our young women's brunch. And that was also very inspirational. So as I witnessed Raven do her work, Mm -hmm. I said, what is this that Raven Mm -hmm. is doing? And found out that that was coaching. And that's how I got introduced to IPEC. So to see how the universe connect us and you also knew or... Yeah, like so... My first interaction, or I saw you, I don't think we, we interacted, was at an orientation for the Future Project. Mm-hmm. I think they were doing, like, their kickoff, I don't know, must have been, like, around the same time you're saying, like, 2011, maybe 2010 or so, um, for, and I was, like, a new coach or new mentor for, like, a high school student, and they had an orientation gathering, and you stood up and you asked a question. I don't remember what it was, but I just remember your name, right? And then I think I came across you again at, I don't know, did you ever go to, like, um, Women Who Crush It, Tanny Chambers? I did. I think I went to her first one. Okay, because I think I might have crossed paths with you there, too, and then, then, like, I found out, like, you guys knew each other, and I was like, okay, this is... Meant like, to be. Yeah, meant to be. So, awesome. Thank oh. you for joining us today. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. <laughs> I'm thrilled because I know the, um, the conversation that you two ladies are about to bring up, it's just going to... I'm already excited. Awesome, awesome. So, I think first, let's start with the name, right? Dream Pusher? Dream Pusher, yes. Where did that come from? I realized I had a p- passion for... One, cheering people on. That was one of my natural kind of things that I've always have done growing up. And just being an advocate for people in their dreams and realizing that there was a space to fill to support people in their dreams because that was not something that I had growing up. So I just kind of tagged myself as dream pusher. This was also within the coming age of social media. Mm -hmm. So giving myself a name, but also not just a name, but an opportunity to expand the work behind doing that stuff. Right. so a dream pusher came. That's so awesome. I love it. Just how do you, how have you embodied that maybe for yourself? And then like maybe an example of how you um, implement that for other people. Um, I think it's important that you, you are what you advocate, right? You, right? you do the work, you not just speak it and you not just preach it, but you actually embody it so that you understand it to, in, in greater depth. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's one understanding of theory. Because I think in life, we always have these aha moments that we're like, oh, okay. But then we practice it, and then we, it expands even more. So for me, it's being able to understand what I'm talking about so that I can elaborate it. Because I think that anything that I kind of share comes from me understanding it at a deeper level. Not mm-hmm. just having an aha moment, but mm-hmm. just really say, really practicing it and understanding it. And, and understanding the um, strength that it holds for me. Because I think that... That's one of my things. I love to communicate. I love to share. I love to be vulnerable. And my vulnerability comes from learning from my own, ex- from my own past. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you've done to get a deeper understanding of something? 
I think that it's just part of who I am. I'm an overthinker. Mm. And I think that's also one of my strengths. Like, I don't think of it as one of those things where it's like, oh my gosh, I overthink everything. It drives me crazy. No, I think that for me, and and when I reflect on my life, overthinking, <laughs> um, I, I get it. Things start to make sense. I, I like to analyze things. I like to understand things. I like to understand, you know, my choices and, and how I am participating within something that is causing something to also happen. Because there's things that also happen to us, but then it's like, okay, well, how was I participating? Right. Because sometimes I'm like, I don't want to do that again. I don't right. ever want to experience that again. So it's like, okay, what was I doing? Who was I being? What perception was I narrating that was allowing me to experience mm-hmm. it the way I want? I had experienced? It and then wanting to say, okay, I want to write a new narrative. What does that look like? Mm, wow, that's not like what I'm hearing is like accountability is like the central mm-hmm. focus of like your process. Well, yeah, because we can only be accountable for ourselves, that's right? Correct. We can only be responsible for ourselves. So mm-hmm. I try very hard, and not to say I'm always great at it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's my thing. Like I want to understand because there's a lot of things that I go through where I'm like. Mm-mm. We know we're not going to do that again. So let's understand the story. Let's break it down and get really deep with what it is. And I think for me, that I just I like doing it. Yeah, because it helps me shift the narrative. It helps me, you know, understand from where I am to where I want to be, um, and it keeps me moving forward. And it sounds like um, not just shifting that narrative for yourself, but you're passionate about helping other people mm-hmm. shift that narrative. Yeah. And you do so through an experience called Intimate Conversations. So yes. can you tell us a little bit about what that does? Yes. So Intimate Conversations was um, born out of two beliefs. That one, empower women, empower women. And what you reveal, you heal. And I think for me, after motherhood, it hit me hard. Not so much motherhood, because taking care of Celine was easy. It was taking care of myself. That got really difficult. Taking, not so much taking care of my family, but the things that happened afterwards and just kind of grasping it. I had a hard time. I had a hard time um, being a mother and then being a mother and being single Mm -hmm. and being a mother single and then moving out on my own for the first time with Mm -hmm. a child and then you know balancing work because now my finances just increased Mm -hmm. because now I'm on my own right and then my stepfather had just passed and my mother moved in with me and seeing her grieve like there was just so many things one after another I was like I can't deal with all of this like I really had to just stop and understand just deal with what what was on my plate at first mm-hmm. and then realize I was like, okay, I don't, I can't, this relationship that I'm having with myself has to change. And it came from me being vulnerable, mm-hmm. but not in a way where, because I think vulnerability kind of splits up into two directions. Like we can be vulnerable and make bad choices, right. but we can also be vulnerable and make empowering choices. So I realized how vulnerable I was and it came from one person one day just saying, hey, Raven, how are you? And hearing myself over and over, always saying, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. But having like a, a, a truth bomb. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not fine. Like this was not the way I thought my life was going to be as a mother. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not fine. And I, I just, I can, like, I can even picture myself to this day, like just sitting on my floor and realizing that I'm broken. Mm-hmm. And not in a way where, you know, I think we have this false identity of being broken. What broken is. Yeah. But I was just like, oh my gosh, there's so many pieces of me that are that need healing, that need fixing. And that was the first time where I, I was able to like see these pieces not on me, but, uh, you know, I guess in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, there's there are pieces. Anything that something breaks, I mean, sorry, something that falls, it breaks, it breaks into pieces. And that's what I felt. I felt like I was in pieces. And I was like, okay, there's pieces of me that... 
I don't want this anymore. But then there's pieces of me that I, I need to start acknowledging more. Mm-hmm. But also being able to give every piece the same attention. Right. And realizing that the missing piece of that puzzle was love. So how do I, you know, going through it with my daughter's father at the time and feeling triggered with him many times and wondering, why am I feeling triggered? Why does this hurt the way it does? All right, let me look at this piece. Understanding that story, then fact-checking it and realizing that, oh, that's not even true. Why, why am I letting that affect me? Okay, so then we get to move that piece to the side. And then just, I think it was about a year and a half of just doing that work because mm-hmm. it was like once you had one piece where you were like, okay, I got this, something else got triggered. And I was like, <laughs> I thought we were good. So I'm like, okay, we got to do this again. <laughs> All right, we'll come back. We'll, we'll just repeat the past. Well, it was that. It was fixing one piece. They realizing there was another piece that was triggered. And then just like, I, I'm I want to say a good year and a half of that just being my story. And I'm like, all right, we're just going to have to get through this. We're just going to have to do this. And being in court with my daughter's father, even with that, that was very triggering for me. So just going through that made me realize that, okay, there's something within me, in me that's happening and I'm just going to roll with it. I'm just going to continue to do whatever this is so that I can move forward. And yeah, so intimate conversations came from being vulnerable and realizing um, the opportunity that there is in being vulnerable and sharing your story, but also trying to kind of connect the dots to a silver lining Mm -hmm. and realizing how empowering that was for me, how freeing it was for me and how healing it was for me and realizing that this is an opportunity for other people to do the same. So prior to motherhood, I was coaching. Come motherhood, I stopped. So here I was like, ooh, there's an opportunity here. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I want to bring women together because I realized that as women, we're not that vulnerable. We don't want to share. There's a lot of people who kind of want to, I think through um, family, we learn to kind of bottle things up. Um, And for me, being able to share and also having other women say, oh my gosh, I get that. Thank you. I didn't realize that. Realizing that in me sharing, it helped other women identify their story, Mm -hmm. um, connect to the dots to to their own story, feel better about their story. So I'm like, okay, there's... That's that's what I want to do. I really want to bring people um, together to be able to talk about topics that are sensitive, that are hard, that we're not constantly talking about. And and just see see what happens. And it was a good turnout, so... Yeah, no, I think... Okay, so I wanted to be able to have yeah. a pause yeah. so I could fix that somehow. It yeah, it's okay. Dark on us. So. Yeah, usually it, it didn't do that before. No, it wow, it's so loud, loud in those headphones. I, I know, I know. <laughs> I could take a sip of my coconut water. Oh gosh, sometimes I start talking and then I forgot where, where I started from. <laughs> if you really get into it. Yeah. yeah. I like your shirt lens. Thank you. You ladies work really well together. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. There we go. That's perfect. Okay. Okay. There we go. Sorry about that. I was just about to ask a question, so I still have it in my mind. So good. All we're right. good. Okay. 
so in hearing you like describe, um, you know, how intimate conversations come about, and I think the, the one of the last few things you said, um, you know, about women and the fear of being vulnerable, and I think what it comes down to is is really like the misconception and the fear of being judged mm-hmm. by whatever it is you're feeling or you're thinking. But I've found in my experience that when when I share vulnerable moments or moments of transparency or when others do the same for me, there is always a moment of relation, right? Mm-hmm. Like that I can relate to you or mm-hmm. you can relate to me. So it's just like how can we uh, reinforce that, that we become more vulnerable and transparent with one another, which would lead to like healing or any other type of benefit. I think that we have to do the work, right? It has to start with us to be able to do that work so that we can hold an accountable space for ourselves, but then we can also hold an account. We can be accountable for, not, let me take that back, not be accountable, but be a, have a supportive space for someone else to be accountable in their own life. And I think that the narrative around vulnerability, we need more examples of people being transparent, mm-hmm. people being vulnerable, but there, there needs to be a silver lining that's attached to that vulnerability because it's not just about sharing. Right. It's about, you know, seeing the silver line in something because you want to grow from it. You want to expand from it. And I think that we're so afraid of vulnerability because, again, we have made bad choices. Like, we get we, we get exposed, and people mm-hmm. don't like to be exposed. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that we're going to be judged anyway. Mm. I learned that early on. Like, it doesn't matter. You're going to be judged anyway. So, for me, it's more important for me to live my truth and to support the relationship that I'm having within. And I can only do that be, by being authentic and being honest. And so that's the relationship I want to have with myself. And if that's not something that it's easy for someone else, I have practiced, I'm in a space where I practice enough self-love to say, okay, that's where you are at your journey. Mm-hmm. Can't do anything not about that. Not take it personally. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you, you bill yourself as a self-love advocate. So what, what exactly does that mean? Well, that was part of my journey as well, and realizing that, and, and realizing that, um, I think one New Year, I was like, okay, as we always do, come New Year, we mm-hmm. reflect, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, what was the missing link within my past journey? What was what did my last journey look like? So there was a lot of pain, there a lot, there was a lot of hurt, there was a lot of um, negative self talk or victimizing um, with myself, and I was like, hmm, where was the love? Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, I was like. I don't even know what that looks like. Like, so I kind of just opened up myself to this journey of, I want a new relationship with myself and I want it to be one that includes love, like real self-love. Like not self-love. Yeah. Like not the, I'm going to go get a manicure, pedicure, not Mm -hmm. that there's anything wrong with that. Um, Even what Intimate Conversations talk was about, this upcoming talk was expanding that talk on self-love beyond the trips to the salon and the gym. Because while it's important for our cute selves to be acknowledged, but it's also so much more important for our inner selves to be acknowledged. And for me, what self-love looks like, it's practicing what we identify as love, kindness. Forgiveness, understanding, acceptance, and valid—you know—those healthy forms of validation—and are are just having those moments where I need a hug, mm-hmm. and, and, and literally giving myself a hug because such is so important, right? And now more than ever, <laughs> we should only be <laughs> hugging ourselves. Hugging ourselves. <laughs> yes. But um, but yeah, and really kind of you know challenging myself to if I am having a hard day to sit and say okay what do you need right now because love looks different for us every single day so being able to ask myself what do you need Raven what do you need right now to support the space that you're in okay you're having a hard day 
How would you look back at all everything that you've just done and acknowledge the kick ass that you are? So then you go right to gratitude, yes. which is something you also push. Well, that's another that's another um act of love, right? Yeah. Gratitude and being able to but and, and even with gratitude, that's almost like a different story because I realized that in holding a space of gratitude, better things just happen for me. Correct. You right. know, energy mm-hmm. is everything. Absolutely. And we understand that, right? So gratitude and love ha- are the highest forms of energy that you can kind of um, vibrate on. So I'm like, ooh, life looks good here. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's just learning how to lean on that more no matter what direction my life goes goes into because even with trust trust is a form of love faith faith is a form of love right and being able to support myself and my relationship by doing things that are constantly refilling that cup mm-hmm. because when those cups are empty i'm le- i start leaning on fear mm-hmm. and if i'm leaning on fear my conversation is also around fear right. and and my vision is just like it's broken so i'm just like no faith feels really good and gratitude and let me just stop let me right. stop and count the blessings right now because as long as i'm breathing i've got blessings to count as long as you know rent's paid i got blessings to count or even the minimal because there's been times where i'm like oh my gosh i don't have any work lined up mm-hmm. what am i going to do am i going to sit and be scared or i'm going to sit and trust on the things that i know that are important for me right. to not only lift my spirit but also move me forward mm-hmm. So when you think about the people who follow you and and participate in your workshops, what have you seen your work do for other people? How have you seen your push for gratitude and your push for self-love and your push for even having those intimate conversations um, change how people see things or just even experience their own life? I kind of think it's created an interest for people to want to support their own relationship, to realize that, oh, wow, I need to validate myself Mm -hmm. or... um, become more responsible and intentional about the relationship that you have with yourself and and seeing people step aside and do those things for themselves. Because while, yeah, it's important to have a community and be there for each other because that's important, but it's also so much more important to seek that validation and do that work within. And not sometime, but all the time, right? Mm Because I think that self-love, we have these pockets of times that we kind of need some self-love. But for me, you know, it goes beyond that by adding that D at the end to say self-loved, mm-hmm. right? To be responsible and be intentional about their relationship, not sometime, but every single day. Because we we want to be in relationships where we can do that for people and where people can do that for us. But it changes the game when you start doing it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And being consistent about it and not just waiting until you're at a low to yeah. be like, oh, I need to pour into myself. If you do it kind of consistently... Maybe those moments that would push you to your low moment, you won't get as low right. prior. That and you bounce previously. back faster. Right, exactly. You know, for me, I realized that, you know, I have hard, yeah, I have hard days or I have, I have things that happen. But so then I immediately know that I have some things to do, you know, or I can even look back and say, I haven't done anything in this past week, which I understand why I feel like this today. Right. Like I haven't poured into myself. I haven't prayed. I haven't, I haven't spent time with myself. I haven't even looked in the mirror and say, you got this right. Like those small little things, you don't need to make an appointment for it. Right. If you are, if it's a priority for you to be there for someone else in a relationship, why isn't it a priority to be there for yourself? Mm -hmm. And I realized that in being there for myself, supported and expanded the relationship I was having with other people even more so, Mm -hmm. which made that love feel even, you know, solid. So it's like, oh, wait, if I'm pouring into myself... I'm I'm really going to get to pour into you in a way that's different. Mm-hmm. And not only that, I'm also going to receive what you have for me in a, in a grander way. way. Yeah. yeah. So it's like we went, it's a win-win situation. 
Yeah, and I think of all three of us are moms, right? Mm -hmm. So we have little people who are watching us. How have you seen your own acts of, you know, gratitude and self love mm -hmm. show up in your daughter? Um, pretty, you know, <laughs> they're they're their own people. No oh, matter for sure, what. absolutely. Um, I and I always wonder what this relationship between us will. <laughs> stem from her as she gets older because I, I know because even now I'm like is this a relationship you want to have with me? <laughs> <laughs> I know she's going to make fun of me when we get older but I'm like you know you're yelling at me right now yeah. six year old girl. Oh, right. Like is this a relationship you want us to have where it's like we're at dis a disconnect and she's like no and I'm like well alright then can we talk about this? Can we be more supportive toward each other? So I you know I have no idea how that's going to show up in her life later but it can't be a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I know her, her, whoever she's with is gonna be like, "It's your fault." <laughs> but um, but yeah, I just you know she. It's hard to say because they're so young. And yeah, but like, what are some like maybe sprinkles of things that maybe you've seen her do or hear her say? I think one time in your Insta story, she wanted to write in a gratitude journal. Oh, right? Well, a yeah. friend of ours got her a gratitude journal for her birthday, which I thought was so amazing. And, I right. think, and one morning, random, randomly, she kind of just picked it up. Um, so I. I think now I want to start being mindful of actually doing activities for her where we mm -hmm. can, where these conversations are instilled in right. what we're doing. Um, but right now I'm kind of getting grounded in it myself. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. But she's, she's interesting because she once said to me, she was like, I'm raising you. And I was like, you have no what? idea. Wow. That is so yeah. Yeah. crazy. She's and aware. She, yeah, aware. she is. No, she that's is. Dope. But you know, like, you know, you have an older little girl and mm -hmm. they're their own people. For sure. But sometimes she will repeat some things to me and I'm like, yep. Can't, can't and put us right in check, right? Mm -hmm. When Always. we kind of go off our track, Always. they are there to raise us, to kind of like make us aware, yeah. you know, of who we are and who we're becoming and what our little habits are. Yeah. And they will call us out on it. Not necessarily in a malicious way, right? No. But making us aware. That and also I think she pours into me the way I pour I poured into her, yeah. which I can I I feel it. Like I see it and I'm like, that's me. That's mm -hmm. me. That she she's giving me what I've always given yep. me, where she comes and gives me the loves and the hugs yeah. and she's you right know, she's time. just very some very sweet and very um just loving and yeah. I'm like I'm doing something right. Right. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. To, to, to revel in the like return of it is. like, it's almost like a return on investment, right? Like whatever you're pouring into your kid is yeah. what they're going to give you like, back. And it's just, it's amazing to see her sometimes like, it's okay, mom, that's fine. It's yeah. cool. Like, you know, her level of patience or her appreciation for things, you know, I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's funny. Cause I'll, hearing you like describe this as thinking, it's making me think of a, a moment of exchange with Simone. Cause Simone is only three. She'll be four in May. And so, you know, one day she was asking me to pick her up. And so she's like, I don't know, she's like 35 pounds. So she's not that light anymore. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Oh, like I was like, uh, emphasizing how heavy she was. I was like, Oh, well, you've been eating bricks. And I carried her and we go into the kitchen and she said, she said, Mommy, well, when you get little, I'll pick you up. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> because sometimes we do shrink. Sometimes we get small. Like that. And I just, I hang on to it. Yeah. I hang on to it. Her love to want to know, hey, Mom, I will carry you. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, figuratively. Like, I will right? return the favor. Yes. Favor. Like, in her little world, she was like, oh, well, I can do this for you right. at some point and in the future. And thank you for doing this for yeah. me, right? Because I'll, I'll get you back later. I got you, Mom. Yeah. Oh. Man, they just, <laughs> that, 
the sugar sometimes. Uh, yes, it's it's great. <laughs> it is. So you were recently on was that Project Runway? Yes. <laughs> because you also model on top of everything else. Yeah. <laughs> So when you so congratulations Thank on you. that, right? That's awesome. But you when you think about self-love and I think of the stereotypes that are around just models, right? That mm-hmm. they believe that models have low confidence or low self-esteem. Oh, sure. Right? 100% we do. Yeah. How yeah, I was just going to ask. So how do you maybe even well, Yeah, what do you think of that? Well, you know, we're in a business that is more so for our looks than who we are, you know, internally or for our brains. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And not only that, you have, you have, we're, we live in New York City. So which, this is a huge modeling hub where a right. lot of people come internationally right. into New York just to model and do this work. So mm-hmm. you, you're up against other girls. And I mean, it's, it's, it's been one heck of a ride because you do get hard on yourself. Mm. Um, I, and I, I imagine as any other thing that you could do, you, you get hard on yourself sometimes. But because there's so much competition that's right in front of your face and these women are gorgeous, mm-hmm. you, you do question yourself when you're not getting booked or, mm. you know, when things are not going a certain way or when, you know, people just say no, 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 after a long time. That, that gets on you. That pounds on your conscience. But I think that I've been in this business so long that there's a part of me um, that is understanding of what this business is. Right. But then there's a part of me that also does the work, right? Because, again, it goes back to self-love of, of being able to get grounded in who you are, um, validating your own self, um, supporting yourself when things aren't lined up. What's the conversation I'm having with myself? Right. Um, in, in words where it's like, okay, there aren't any bookings. I don't have any checks lined up. Like that relationship is still important to me. And that still comes down to self-love. Right. How am I being intentional and responsible with the relationship I'm having within when the things on the outside don't look like they're working for me? Mm. Um, yeah. Well, what are some of the, the things you enjoy about being a model or being part of that space and being part of that industry? Um, I think that the relate, well, let me see. I think modeling has probably, helped me become more of a person than I, I probably would have been in another space hmm. because you get to be so vibrant and alive. And, you know, one of my goals this year is to expand um, how I show up in front of the camera and being comfortable because just because you model, there's still levels right. where you can expand who right. you are and how you show up in the work that you do. So for me now seeing that Work has been increasing. Thank you, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, things have been shifting in the last two years. I'm one, now I'm like, oh, this is exciting. Now, mm-hmm. now I'm back to doing work that I didn't think I was going to do for a long time because I had got stuck in this cycle of just doing showroom. Like I started modeling and I was doing print work and I was traveling. And then all of a sudden I just started doing showroom. And, and the castings that I was getting, I wasn't getting booked for anything. Wow. And I got dropped from my agency, which I get because I wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And I was um, freelancing for a year, and I was like, mm, this freelance life is not for me. <laughs> I respect the models that can do that and get right. their hustle on. I was like, this isn't for me. I need an agency. So realizing that there's such a correlation between the relationship that you have within and the, and the things that happen around, around you, mm-hmm. like really believing that thoughts do be- become things and practicing that. And um, I'm like, all right, I've, I've got to step my game up. Mm-hmm. I've got to feel confident because if I'm not feeling confident about myself and also right. loving on myself, 
I just don't see it happening for me. And that was my connection. And I, you know, everyone's story is different, mm -hmm. but for me, that was my connection and being able to say, okay, we got to, we stepped the game up. So I thankfully got signed with another agency and all they do is print work. Mm -hmm. So even going into that, you know, there was some insecurities and doubts and, and that I had to face. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I, I feel adequate. I don't mm -hmm. feel like I'm not going to get this. This is, it's been such a long time since I've been, in front of the camera with mm -hmm. a client. And though I take pictures, you know, some of it is just natural. Like it, it's like riding a bike. You, there's certain things that I can do in front of the camera, but I'm like, I want new clients. Right. Mm -hmm. I want to start traveling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to have to start opening up. And I think that for me, it was like, okay, we got to keep working on the inside. It's just, it's that mm -hmm. relationship with yourself of loving yourself. And I realized the more that I love myself, the more I open up mm -hmm. and the more I'm freer in front of the camera where it, it just, there's a, a natural feeling with me that it's exciting now because I didn't have that before. Yeah. I was still, um, feel, I felt very inadequate, maybe anywhere from like five to 10 years ago, very inadequate. And even now, like anytime I get a booking and a casting, I'm excited because this is a opportunity for a preparation for the next casting or the next right. job. Like I don't hold things so serious. Things aren't so serious for me. Things aren't so black and white for me. I'm open like right. this, like I'm claiming that great things are happening for me this year. The new story is being written and I need to also be a part of that story. That's writing new things right. for myself. Right. So, right. That's so, you do a lot of self-reflecting, mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, inner work. What are some questions that you think people should ask themselves as they start to look inwards and they want to build that strength within themselves? I think it's almost like an, I think this is an IPEC um, thing <laughs> that has stuck with me where it's like, okay, you know, anytime I feel like I'm stuck, one of the things I go back to is saying, okay, where am I right now? What is happening in my life right now? Where do I want to go from here? Mm -hmm. What does moving forward look like? So being able to identify that and now and future, those are the things I, I would ask. You know, I would want people to ask themselves, what, what do you want for yourself? Because sometimes we can't answer that question. Right. Um, so just being real honest and open with yourself and having that little quiet time to connect in it. Um, and also being able to ask yourself, what do I need right now in this moment for me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Check in. Yeah, that kind of questioning kind of pulls you forward a yeah. little bit, even if it's just one step that you're not like stuck in the problem or mm -hmm. in the negative space. Like you got to kind of take yeah. yourself out of you it. You know, and I think IPAC has taught us to just be able to lay the cards on the table without judgment, without, right. you know, questioning them or, you know, putting any label on them. And just I, experience. Yeah, right. and that, that for me has been it's been easy for me. And sometimes I think even with coaching, that's been one of the things where I'm like, okay, this is, we're just laying the cards out on the table. We're not judging them. It's okay. Mm -hmm. We're going to decide which cards we want to keep and which ones we don't need anymore. And just have an honest conversation around that. And I, I think that's the best thing you can do is kind of check in and say, what's going on? What do I need? Yeah. Okay. I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. What would be maybe a, because those are great questions. And some, it may seem like this is a little overwhelming, right? What do I want for myself, you know, later, yeah. right? Even if it's later in this moment, later in this day, mm -hmm. um, what would be something that would bring me right into this moment? Maybe if I am struggling with my self-love and how I'm feeling about myself right now in this moment, what's a good question to bring me back? Or maybe an affirmation, because you also do those affirmation challenges. Right? I do. I think 
it's important to speak into what you're doing, right? But I think that it's not just about speaking into what you want. Like affirmations are super important to me, but if your belief is not connected with that affirmation, it's not going to stick. So it doesn't matter. Like your belief is always going to be more powerful than an affirmation. So it's really being able to acknowledge what is happening right now, Mm -hmm. right? Okay, I'm experiencing fear. Mm-hmm. So what can I do in this space right now with experiencing fear? So yeah, I can go and say, all right, I have a fear. Let me lean on the affirmation. Or I can fact check it and say, what is it that I'm afraid of? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not even true. I love but, the fact checking, right? Because <laughs> yeah. right? it's always about looking for evidence to challenge that belief that we have. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the times the beliefs that we have that are in our mind are not... We made them up, right? Yeah. The stories. Mm-hmm. The stories that we choose to believe and to stay in our fear. Yeah. And, stay, and sometimes, sometimes... The fear is comfortable, right? It's getting getting out of it that's like the hard work. Right? Yeah, exactly. and I, I realize like fear exactly. and those emotions are almost like comfort food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. they're so they're we're so used to going to them right. um, during that time that it's like, okay, it's so easy for it's me to easy. go into the space of fear because I that's what I always do. Mm-hmm. It's so easy for me to guilt or shame myself because that's what I've always done. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even for me, I'm still I'm Again, I'm always figuring out my life um, and saying, okay, how, what is going on? Like, I really want to know the story. Like, I'm like, you know, the way we're so invested in knowing everyone else's business, I want to know my business and I want to know my story. So it's like, you know, we have the energy to do that for other people. We, we damn sure have the energy to do it for ourselves. Yeah. But it's just being able to disconnect, right? Because I think that with social media, we can't even finish a thought. Mm. We can't even like, remember an idea or expand an, an idea because we're so invested in everyone else's life mm-hmm. so being able to disconnect um sometimes i have to delete the app altogether because i'm just like i need the next 24 hours to be about me mm-hmm. right because if i'm trying to better myself trust me i'm bettering the relationships that i'm having on the outside too so it's just being able to say what do i need all right there's too much noise on the outside i gotta disconnect or i'm afraid or I'm projecting something negative. So let me start projecting something positive. Mm -hmm. So once you know what it is that's not working, you have to ask yourself, what is it that I can kind of do to counterbalance what is going on in my life right now? Do I need to speak to somebody? Do I need a vent? Do I need some type of validation? Do I just need to stop? And, you know, for me, I like writing everything out Mm -hmm. because if it's too overwhelming in my thoughts, it can get... Yeah, being able to write it out lets me see it better. Like, I can analyze it in a different way where I'm just like, okay, I get that. That makes sense. And, whew, I needed to let that out. Right. Mm -hmm. I like. No, no, like, this has been fantastic. Like, you've really poured into us. Like, I know I'm benefiting from a lot of what you shared, and I know everybody listening will too. So for the folks that want to keep up with you and uh, know what's going on in your world, how can they stay in touch? Instagram is probably the best way. I am Dream Pusher on Instagram. And yeah, DM me, shoot me a message, say hello. And that's where they can find out about yeah know, anything that I'm doing. Um, I I will I share with it. I'm as vulnerable as one can be. Awesome! <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> thank like, you, this ladies. Was so awesome. Thank you so much, Raven. Yay! Thank Yay. you. And now it's tea time. <laughs> tea is for talk. Talk intimately with yourself and others to find a deeper understanding. E is for empathy, which leads to a healthy vulnerability. 
A is for acceptance. Accept where you are right now and look to gratitude to move you forward. Thanks for listening. And if you haven't already, stop what you're doing and subscribe to our podcast now. And if you want to follow us on social media, that's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, you can do so at N-E-C-E-S-S-I-T Podcast. Thanks for listening.